Southwestern family of companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. Each week, our diversely and amazingly accomplished guests share their insights and inspirations to help us ignite our own. So let's invest attention together to breathe, to reflect and refocus, and decisively defeat that voice we call Mr. Mediocrity. Then let's enjoy moving forward to make a positive difference in our world. Are you interested in advertising with the Action Catalyst? Our listeners could be hearing about your brand right here, right now. For details, shoot us an email at info at theactioncatalyst.com. Well, welcome everyone to the Action Catalyst. This is Dan Moore, your host. I am so delighted today that we have Megan Murphy as our guest. Megan is speaking with us from her home in Cape Cod. It's impossible to say all the things that Megan does and has accomplished, but I'm going to hit some, some high points. She is fundamentally a women's empowerment coach and a business mentor. She's also a kindness activist. And when we think about activists, we don't generally think about kindness activists. But that's one of the fascinating things I'm looking forward to us learning much more about Megan. She is a meditation instructor, an author, a lecturer, and she's a business mentor for an organization called SCORE. It's interesting because SCORE is more than 10,000 volunteer mentors, and Megan is a mentor to the mentors. So it tells you something about her perspective. Uh, She resides on the Cape with her husband, three daughters, and two gigantic dogs, as she puts it. Uh, Megan is a certified professional coach, is very involved in developing people, and the number of media outlets that she's been featured on is vast. Uh, Everything from the Today Show to NBC Boston, the Boston Globe, Detroit Free Press, Country Living Magazine, First for Women Magazine, Today.com, the Huffington Post, Southern Living Magazine, many other outlets across the country and regionally. It's fantastic. She's actually been published as well in the 2017 Chicken Soup for the Soul, My Kind America book, which is fabulous, and recently released her own book, A Pebble for Your Thoughts. And the subtitle there is How One Kindness Rock Can Change Someone's Entire Life. So Megan Murphy, welcome to the Action Catalyst. Thank you so much, Dan, for having me. That that intro was pretty amazing. It sounds like I've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> there is no question you've been busy. Well, I am so excited to hear more about how we got into Kindness Rocks and all the rest of that. But if you don't mind, let's turn the clock back and do a little bit of autobiography here. If you don't mind sharing a bit about perhaps your early career and some of the major pivots and, and what really led you to this entire venture in Kindness Rocks. Sure. Well, um, my background was that I was an entrepreneur always. Um, I started a fashion jewelry uh, business here on Cape Cod that I ran for 12 years. And I started that business, Grassroots. Um, That's my specialty, (laughs) taking an idea and uh, conceptualizing it. And so I started selling fashion jewelry at a flea market. Um, saw the success that I was having and then ended up growing that over 12 years to a chain of retail stores on Cape Cod, um, selling everything under $25 to the tourists. And it was, you know, it was a a great run. It was wonderful. Well, that's fantastic. But from there to where you are today, uh, something must have shifted in there. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, like most entrepreneurs, um, we have one goal in mind. And when I started that business, my goal was, um, you know, success and uh, to see if I could grow a business. And all that went with that was so exciting to me. It was creative. It was 
um, innovative, and I put in a lot of long, hard hours, but I, I enjoyed every moment of it, except as the years went on and the success of the business um, took off, I noticed that something had changed along the way. And for me, um, I didn't, I couldn't put my finger on what that was. And like many of the listeners, um, I'm sure have similar situations where, you know, you're maybe in a rut or there's something happening in your life and you, you really can't pinpoint what's off for you. And so for me, um, I realized that I had lost the joy in that business and that it no longer challenged me in the way that it had it at its inception. Um, you know, I was so passionate about growing the business and yet that passion had changed along the way. And I, and I finally realized, okay, um, so how do I fix this situation for myself? And, you know, after long, uh, talks with my husband, I realized that, you know, I just needed a change. It was time for me to step away and find what my next chapter in life was and, and kind of find what made me happy again. Mm-hmm. Okay. So sort of what happened then at that point? Yeah. So at that point, I, I, you know, jumped ship. <laughs> okay. Uh, I actually sold out. Uh, I had a business partner at the time and I sold out just abruptly, uh, you know, and decided that it was time for me to um, investigate other ventures or things that would make me happy. And one of those that you mentioned in the introduction was giving back to the, com- the community. So I started mentoring for SCORE, um, helping other people start businesses and sharing with them the insight I had gained along the way and the advice that SCORE had provided me. And that was very fulfilling. I also volunteered for many nonprofits here on the Cape that was doing amazing work. Um, and what I realized was that um, being in service of others was something that I needed to pay attention to because that was something that was bringing me joy. And since that was the quest I was on, I was getting closer to the next chapter of my life. So, um, you know, at that point, I began also taking the time to walk the beaches on the Cape, which I hadn't done in 12 years prior because I was working so much. And I used those beach walks as um, quiet moments where I can reflect and, and think about, you know, what my next chapter in life would be. Uh-huh. Now, the beach, I believe, had been there those 12 years. <laughs> hadn't taken the time to walk it very much. Yeah, I, I you know, I'm a person who, uh, when I start something, I'm dedicated and all in. Um, and I think maybe that was one of the problems looking back was that, you know, in business and in life, we must have balance. Balance is very important. And so um, when I finally afforded myself the time, uh, amazing things started to unfold. Right, right. So from a beach walk to kindness rocks. So please share that very pivotal moment when that all began. So I was walking the beach and... Um, you know, just kind of thinking about life and thinking about what what I wanted to do next. Uh, the first clue is that being in service of others was very important to me, um, having given back in my volunteering. And I, you know, would just think about other things that made me happy. And I had lost my parents when I was in my early 20s. And I was, you know, at the time raising a young family 
And I came upon the realization that I had never taken the time to even grieve that loss because at the time that my parents passed, my children were young. I was, um, you know, raising them and also raising a new business. And so I had the realization that, you know, now was the time that I I started to conjure up all these feelings and grief. And so, um, I started having conversations through that process with my mom and dad and asking them for signs and messages um, that, you know, for guidance that I had longed for. And in that process, I started finding heart-shaped rocks and pieces of sea glass. um, And it was almost like miraculously at the moment that I had this really deep introspective question that I would ponder. And then all of a sudden a heart-shaped rock would you know, be right in front of me as I was walking. And that made me feel um, just lovely and as if I was being supported. Of course, a long time, as time went by, I realized that it wasn't insight coming from outside, but it was something within me that was instilled in me. And I was finally getting quiet enough to listen to that guidance and wisdom. And uh, so at that moment, I started realizing, you know, I'm probably not the only one walking this beach going through, you know, a transition in my life and in my business career. And so I thought, well, what if I started leaving um, inspirational messages on rocks for others? Maybe I could be that heart-shaped rock for somebody else and provide them with that same insight or feeling. Uh Uh-huh. So you painted actually a message. You wrote a message on a rock. Now, I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't uh, unfortunately prepare you for this, but do you happen to have one of the rocks nearby that you could hold up to your camera? Oh, shoot. I don't, I don't have one nearby. I have them all throughout the house. but <laughs> I believe you. That's fine. Uh, we can probably get a still shot of one because I think our, our viewers and listeners would, would truly enjoy that. What's a representative message that would be on a rock? So the messages um, in the very beginning were simple. On the first day that I dropped... Uh, some rocks. I dropped five, only five. And it was along a mile and a half stretch of beach. So I was covering a lot of distance and there's thousands of rocks. And the messages on those rocks were very simple. Um, It was just, this came out of, you know, thin air where I wrote, you know, you've got this or the answer lies within or blue skies ahead, you know, just little simple um, messages. And on that first day, having only dropped five rocks, uh, the the magical part of the story is that a friend of mine found one of my rocks and that's like a needle in a haystack. And wow. she texted me a picture and said, was this you that dropped this rock on the beach today? And I said, no, that wasn't me. Um, <laughs> and she said, well, if it was you, I wanted to let you know that, you know, I was having a really difficult day and you made me feel better. And, uh, you know, I didn't, fess up to that because I felt like anonymity in kindness is really important Mm -hmm. in doing something without expecting anything in return. So I denied it, but I think she knew and um, from my handwriting and she knew I walked that beach every day. So anyways, I saw that as a sign that um, this was something that was important to to make other people feel better. Um, So I was putting in my creativity along with service and that's where the project was born. Wow. 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 So the very fact that a friend of yours happened to be one of the many people walking the beach that in that mile and a half picked up one of these rocks and sort of connected it to you, but you were in denial about that because you wanted this 
anonymity and kindness, which is actually a phrase I've never heard before, but it makes complete and total sense. Wow. Yeah, I think I think that makes it really authentic and true, right? Doing kindness um, with the intention, not the attention. You know, doing it because it makes you feel better that you're making somebody else feel better. It's not I'm doing good so that I get the attention for looking like I do good. There's a there's a distinction between that. Right. Um, so. So intention as opposed to attention. Yes, I think that's that's fantastic. I heard a similar definition recently about humility, and it said that humility is not thinking less of yourself; it's simply thinking of yourself less. Yeah, oh, I love that. That might have to go on a rock. <laughs> <laughs> might take a really big rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, describe what's happening with Kindness Rocks today. You know, from that beginning with five rocks, uh, what's going on now? Yeah, so it took off. Um, it's now international and we're in about 12 countries. Uh, what happened was it, it grew. It went viral on social media, partly because, uh, again, I I started this as a hobby. I did not have the intention of creating this grassroots kindness movement. It was more just doing something that made me feel good. And when other people started sharing photos of the rocks on social media, um, because people come to Cape Cod from around the world, it grew fairly quickly. And what would happen is they would reach out to me and say, you know, can you, can you help me join this project? Like, I want to do this in my community. And so what I did was I took no ownership because kindness is not owned by anybody. I said, this is so amazing that you want to do this. Start your own Facebook page and Instagram page and do this in your community. Here's all my tips and tools. I'm giving them to you. And, you know, really the goal is to make this world the kind of place. And, and, you know, in this day and age, a lot of people, uh, I think, are skeptical of that because they think they're copying you or, you know, aren't you afraid? I, if I heard, I heard so many people say to me, aren't you afraid that people are knocking you off? And I'm like, I'm not afraid that people are knocking me off. I'm like so grateful. That's what I want. I want this to grow. And, um, and so as a result of that, it's just taken off. And, you know, we've been featured in many, as you mentioned in the introduction, wonderful uh, media outlets, as well as the Today Show, which which really grows the movement. And so it, it's just it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. I think it's so great. Uh, it's not about owning a concept. It's about getting everyone to share the concept. Besides, how can you put a trademark on kindness? Absolutely. And it's all about, you know, it's, I like to call this whole project, the art of connecting. Right. And so, you know, one of the things that I have on my desk, I wish I had it here to show you, but I have a problem and solution rock. So on one side, I wrote the word problem and on the other side, the word solution. And so one of the um, major problems, I think we can all agree right now in the world is that, you know, people are, are not as connected as they should be. And maybe we're a little short with each other, you know, uh, just turn on the media any day. And, and I think you can all agree that that's what's going on in our country. And so um, with that problem and solution rock, you know, I thought, okay, here's the problem and what's the solution. And for me, it's like, how do we connect people back to one another? A, by using social media for good um, and B, by, you know, giving people the tools to create and, uh, 
and show them how important connection really is. And so I must lead by example. And now I take great responsibility in this project in helping lead those people um, from around the world that are doing such amazing work. You know, this, this project's not about one person. This project is about everybody. And I mean, the stories that are shared with me and the people that have joined um, because they it makes them feel better and they're doing amazing work. I just, it's amazing. That's, that's fabulous. Can you share the examples of how people in our military service have gotten involved in this and the encouragement and support for, for our troops? Yes. Um, so uh, there is a military member um, who reached out on social media once he saw the movement and he was over in Kuwait and he saw that the, you know, just the troops were filling down and they're working in the heat and everything was brown um, by their base. And so he put a call on social media for people to paint kindness rocks and send them overseas to lift up his fellow troop members. And he received thousands of rocks and the photos are just amazing. And the uh, story that he shared with us is that every day he would go, you know, I don't think they call it the post office <laughs> with the mailroom. And he would have all these packages from around the world. And it was like Christmas every day for these people. They were like opening these packages of kindness that people were sending to them. And it made them just feel um, so great. And, uh, you know, it was a, and on the other end, the people that were sending the rocks, it made them feel great to be able to express and act of kindness um, in recognition for for the work that our service people do. So, oh, that's so fabulous, Megan, and great encouragement all around the world. I love it. Yeah. Um, if it's okay, let's kind of shift gears a bit in terms of your own internal thought processes as you grow organizations, as you grew your business originally, as you help people. Undoubtedly, along the way, you've hit some brick walls. You, you've hit. Uh, Around a corner, and all of a sudden, your nose gets flattened up against something that you weren't expecting, and you can't see around it or above it. It's just too great. What What are some of the thought processes that that you try to go through when you're when you're stymied, when you're stuck, and and you don't know how to move forward? So that's a wonderful question because that has happened many times to me, as it does to many entrepreneurs and leaders um, in business and. Uh, parents in the household, right? We all have um, these challenges that come up and they present themselves to us. First of all, it's a mindset. For me, whenever I'm presented with a challenge, I see it as a growth moment. Um, and, you know, it challenges my perseverance um, and my dedication to whatever I'm doing. And so, uh, if, I, if I start off by rather putting that challenge in a positive light, rather than looking at it as something that is, you know, going to throw me off course, um, I then am able to start to look for solutions. And I like to call them solutions, S-O-U-L, because how I do that is I begin to get really quiet and introspective. You know, uh, sometimes overcoming obstacles takes a lot of insight and intuition. I know for me personally, um, trusting that intuition uh, and looking for ways around the obstacle that aren't, that aren't just right in front of me, um, I, that challenges me. And so I get super excited to do that because 
you know, being a creative being is, um, you know, part of being a, an entrepreneur, part of being a leader. Um, and so that that is, you know, one way that that I have used that helps me. So meditation is is one, one of my tools. Right. Do you recommend breathing several times an hour? Yes, I um, I do. <laughs> I think everybody should breathe all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking. Yes, about, I do. Um, yes, hyperventilating. <laughs> well, often, yeah. Well, oftentimes we find ourselves right if we pay attention and we're mindful of our breath um, during moments where we're feeling stressed or. For me, it's like if I'm getting on stage to speak to a large audience, I can sense my breath getting shorter. And so it's taking that those deep, mindful breaths that can put your body and mind in connection with one another. And then you're able to kind of move through whatever's happening in, in a more calm and relaxed manner. And, and it's really important... I think um, when you're looking for solutions to problems that you need to come from a place of calm so that you can respond rather than react. I think that too many of us react and um, unfortunately reactions uh, can actually cause more problems. So being able to mindfully respond, take into consideration all of the people, um, you know, and, and things that come up in a situation, it's really important. Mm -hmm. So much so. Um, I'm blessed to live with a yoga instructor. And whenever I'm telling my wife about the issues going on, she says, got a great idea. Breathe first. And yes. <laughs> and sometimes something as simple as the right that just her advice is wonderful because you know, we, we want to move ahead so quickly. And I know the balance between me as an entrepreneur, um, circling back to the very beginning of my story and my business, it's it's, you know, doing, 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 doing um, is great. You know, that means that you're in action mode and you're accomplishing a lot, but taking the time to pause and reflect uh, because sometimes you can redirect. Often our goal may seem right in front of us, yet there's things on the peripheral that we need to pay attention to um, that could get us there quicker. So being mindful that there's many paths to along the way, the journey to the destination is very important. So breathing is is important for that process. Right. Somebody way smarter than me said, we got to remember we're human beings. We're not human doings. Yes, exactly. <laughs> to first be, uh, which is uh, so powerful. Um, Megan, in, in your consulting work, in your coaching work, in your advising work, in your mentoring work, you, you empower others. Um, Many of the people that listen to our podcast and watch us here today are in organizations where they feel the need to empower others, but aren't always sure how to do it. In the case of a business with urgencies and deadlines and budgets to meet and payroll to come up with somehow, some way, what are some ideas that you could share on, that you found particularly effective in taking your own vision or your own calmness and empowering others so that they can grow? So that's very simple. It's number one, the foundation for any leader um, in any corporation would be, uh, you know, creating social emotional connections in the workplace um, and with your staff. So connecting, um, you know, people that work within a corporation with one another as human beings first before they become human doings, as you said, um, it's important that 
we meet each other as human beings first. And so, um, you know, I truly believe that uh, in order to lead anybody and to empower anybody, um, it's important that you're connected with them first because people then have buy-in. They see your authenticity. If you are trying to lead from a place where, A, you're not present and you're always, you know, looking and, and working down the road and you're not spending the time to listen to the employee in front of you, um, that is not a great way to lead somebody because they can sense that. So being authentic, making um, social emotional connections in the workplace and um, and then, you know, really leading by example, you know, making decisions uh, that that are innovative and include other people in that process that it, it empowers and it empowers creativity and um, is so important. Mm -hmm. So involving others is not a sign of weakness. It's the ultimate sign of strength, actually. Wouldn't you agree Absolutely. with that? Because there's power in numbers, right? Right. None of us is as smart as all of us. So that's that's great. And I learn every day from people from the project. You know, that's the other part is, um, again, you know, I've created this thing that's turned into a movement, the Kind of Sparks Project. And so every uh, interaction that I have with project members from around the world, I get very curious. Curiosity is really important. And I, and I take the time to listen to them. And many times they give me insight um, of where we should go next. You know, what's the next direction? Um, how I can better serve this movement. And uh, so that's why it's really important. Oh, I love it. It's, it. It is a movement. And I love the way you just put it. You said how you can better serve this movement, not how you can lead this movement. Uh, yes, it's exactly. Big, bigger than any person. And that tells a lot about your heart and a lot about your vision for this, which is fabulous. Um, do you have a, a routine to start your day in terms of first thought in the morning that you try to train yourself to say or because how we start the day has a lot to do with what happens the rest of the day. And when people feel a lot of pressure and they feel a lot of insecurity, sometimes their first thought in the morning is, oh, no, another day of coping with all this. Any any thoughts that have been particularly helpful for you in terms of starting the day or daily affirmations or self-talk or meditation, prayer, kind of a big array of things here? Yeah, well, it's great that you gave me that array of things because all above, I would check <laughs> off every single box that you just said. Um, I start my morning with gratitude. So before my fit, feet hit the floor, um, I, you know, give thanks to a new day. Um, it's as simple as that, that my eyes opened, I'm awake, and I have another day of opportunity to serve others um, in front of me. And then I purposefully don't watch the media. Um, I have a new uh, found love for the quiet of the morning. So I spend time with my dogs and uh, drink coffee. And then I go for my morning walk on the beach where I listen to meditation tapes um, partway on the beach. And then I walk mindfully without anything on my headset. And then finally on my way home. It's a long walk. I listen to uplifting audiobooks. Um, so those are, that's my morning routine every single day. Um, and then oftentimes I do affirmations. If I'm going through a difficult period or I'm not quite sure um, 
how to handle something, I, I actually say out loud because it's important to say your affirmations out, out loud. Um, you know, I can handle this and I have all the tools I need within and there are no obstacles that I can't overcome. So that is really helpful. It sounds, you know, like maybe crazy to some, but I can tell you that just saying them out loud uh, it, it brings power to your voice and into the energy that you put into something. Mm-hmm. When we say it out loud, we think it and we hear it. Yes. And we amplify its impact. So I'm, yes. I'm a believer of that. And I've been called a crazy person for wandering down the street, talking to himself. <laughs> I usually wear my headset so that it looks like I'm on the phone <laughs> to those that might be walking by. Cause it seems a little less crazy, but <laughs> Note, note to self, Dan will have more friends if he pretends that he's listening to something yes. as he talks to himself. <laughs> That's great. Um, you're an encouraging person, Megan. You, your whole heart, your whole soul, your whole spirit. What's some advice you could share with our listeners right now that are just, they're out of aces. You know, they're, they're out of bullets. They, uh, they're, just, they're just down. What, what's your advice for the discouraged? Yes, well, I would say... Um... And it's going to sound strange, but uh, look at this, embrace this moment as a growth moment. You know, we are presented with difficulties or uh, moments in life where we're down and out. And for a reason, so that we can evolve as a human being, so that we can grow and learn from these moments. And so, you know, as difficult as that is, you know, some of the listeners may be saying like, oh, right, you know, because when you're in the middle of, of feeling that way, you know, you feel uh, just alone. And sometimes you feel shame and vulnerable. And so really, um, opening up to others is the first advice that I would give uh, people that you um, value their opinion, people that you trust, uh, get help. Um, secondly, I would say, what's going on with you? Like, where is it coming from? And then um, once you start to realize, oh, this makes sense that, you know, and how when you get curious, what I'm saying is you're, you're paying attention to your feelings. So if things are making you feel bad, what about that thing is making you feel bad? Or if things are making you feel good, okay, what about this makes me feel good? And that kind of will help you navigate your way through that, that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So kind of get curious about yourself and why you're feeling that way. Claim a few of the victories and a few of the good things to help just stay in motion. Absolutely. And and also, I, I'm, I want to add this because I feel like this is very important. And this is something that I have had to learn. Um, trust yourself. You know, there's been times in my life and, and many entrepreneurs come to me for advice and they say, well, my sister or my friend tells me this, that I shouldn't feel this way or I'm crazy for doing this or, you know, and that happened with me with even selling my business. People are like, are you crazy? You've spent 12 years building that. And, you know, that's just amplifying that little critical voice that I have in my head and and creating more fear from me from actually taking a leap into what truly makes me happy. So, you know, you're your own advocate and you need to take responsibility. And so don't let the opinions of others sway you. Don't let them tell you how you should or should not feel because you feel the way you feel for a reason. And so although other people may, you know, mean well, just um, be careful and mindful of, um, you know, what the, the advice that they're giving you versus the advice that you have for yourself. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trust yourself. That is such a powerful bit of advice. Because if we go through each person's own autobiography, they have, in fact, been down before and found a way around it. And realizing if I've done it once, I can do it again. And that gives that little basal point of starting. And then when we start, things happen, which is really absolutely. That's great. Megan, this has been one of the fastest and most enjoyable interviews that I've had since the opportunity to to lead this podcast. Thank you so much for being with us today. and, And thank you for what you do with Kindness Rocks, your own attitudes and what you do to make us a better world. Oh, thank you, Dan, for having me. I appreciate it. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to subscribe. To stay updated on everything that the Action Catalyst is up to, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst Podcast and Twitter at Catalyst underscore Action. Thanks for listening.